0: And we're on. Josh is getting the video recording set up, so he's just gonna run over about 10 meters, press record on his little camera setup. Uh, we're here at Eureka on the rocks, watching the trials day one, uh, heat four, round two's in the water. Some cool action. Some guys going right. Wonder if what he's gonna do. Nothing. But, um, yeah, we'll see if this is the last year we're going to get this yeah. podcast going underway. As soon as Josh gets back, right, he's looking like he's working out the pressing play theory and seeing how he's going to do. It's like he's pressed play, he is returning, and he is sitting down now. <laughs> he's so, doing the commentary. Yeah, we're, we're up and rolling. We're you up know, and rolling. The podcast is on with uh, oh, Josh get Kirkman and Jeff Hubbard here. <laughs> this is... Uh, You're in full
1: commentary mode still.
0: Fun little fun little adventures we're going to be on and you guys are joining us on this little adventure we call life
1: life adventures so that there was jeff hubbard doing an intro to uh this week's podcast episode i'm recording this quickly in the back of a car speeding along the pacific highway after the Kaima pro pierre louis costes won that event which you probably all know now and we recorded this interview with Jeff Hub while watching the Eureka Cultura Bodyboard Pro, which Pierre-Louis Costes also won. So let's see if he can continue that form into Sintra and then Fronton later. But for now, enjoy this podcast. Thanks for the intro, Hub. Go, we've got awesome. to sync up the audio now, so we'll do, do you want to do the, the clap with me on yeah, three? on three. Okay, so one, two, two three, boom. Welcome to <laughs> another episode of the Laboogie podcast and also uh, the Laboogie kind of video podcast, yeah, which is a new podcast. new part happening. It's so fun. Yeah, loving it. Hi. Here with Jeff Hubbard. Hi. You all know him, he's a good guy. Who's that gee? And I'm really um, happy to see you. Yeah, I'm happy
0: you're live after yesterday's. <laughs> uh, uh th- kind of legendary <laughs> airverse into this gnarly like head smack with the yeah. with the reef and so if you all haven't seen you probably will have seen by the time this podcast comes out josh's yeah. gnarly encounter with the reef at el gringo on his gath helmet and yeah. uh, just he's happy to be alive and healthy and i think yeah. that brings us to like one of our first questions is yeah yeah it kind I,
1: of is how do you stay healthy and bodyboarding into how old are you now by the way 43 43 wow that's this intense. guy
0: that's cool what are you doing to stay at the level you're at i think with bodyboarding you know it's it's an incredibly um you know during you know it's it's a intense sport like for your body because you're especially if you're competing on a really high level you're landing big moves you're you're charging big waves and i mean even if you're you know you're surfing on just an average day-to-day basis i think you, you want to be in somewhat decent shape so you can paddle around and catch waves and enjoy yourself and so even if you weren't doing giant moves and just having fun at the beach break going out just in catching waves you, you still have to be in, in in shape you can't be you know just a a couch potato or lush you, yeah. have to, you know you, you have to like have some sort of fitness level of some sort mm. you know and so I think that's what, in bodyboarding itself is fitness. You know, that's what's great about it. It's, mm. you know, you, people can use it and when they get to be a little older as a great tool for fitness to stay in shape, they paddle around and have fun, they get in the water and it's that great experience outdoors. You're doing mm. some activity mm. to get your blood flowing and uh, use all your muscles. So it's yeah. those people that are out there just, you know, getting in the water every day, it's a great form of fitness. For me, uh, trying to stay fit, to, to ride at a high level, it means I have to, you know, really, Watch, you know, kind of watch what I eat. I can't just eat anything every day. I can't just sit home and eat cookies, which I love, mm. or, you know, just have a burger every meal. Yeah. You can't really do that. I mean, as hey, those things are tasty and I love them, and, and in moderation, they're fine. But you kind of just have to watch what you're eating. You know, I make sure I eat my veggies. Eat your veggies, eat your fruits, yeah. uh, drink lots of water, you know, just basic stuff. You know, it's like I'm. You know, try and eat organic when you can, you know, and you can not eat it all, all the time. A lot mm. of people can't afford it, but if you can eat it, and try and eat it when you can, and mm. try and eat as healthy as possible, that's what you, that's what you do. That's, that's like the first little steps, and uh, that does enough for me at, at probably the eating level. And I think, you know, fitness-wise, I'm always, I'm trying to keep in the water as much as I can. I've yeah. been able to get my daughter's turn two, so we have a little bit of a daycare set up now so i can get in the water a few few hours a day if there's waves Hmm. you know on most of the weekdays weekends i probably reserve for families most of the time because we're both offs Uh, but for daily uh i mean you know if there's some waves i'm trying to get in the water you know five days a week unless my workload for hubboards is just really really heavy but uh so that helps a lot that helps with fitness i also you know i really try and stretch and do a lot of uh, stretching to stay limber and fit and a lot of core work you know you do a lot of sit-ups and uh stretches that really keep your core Mm. strong so that when you are surfing and doing big moves you know you are able to like handle them Mm. so that's that's one thing and you know staying um i guess on the flip side of that you know yeah you can surf every day but if you're certain i find myself that i'll i'll binge surf sometimes in winter time i'll more of a binge surfer. I'll surf for a long time one day yeah. or two days, and then I'll I won't surf for three days. Yeah. You know, like the waves aren't quite as good, or they're not that good. I'll just take time to recover. As you know, as you're talking about like a pipe swell, a pipe swell, it, it lands exactly. on the north shore, exactly. and you
1: literally are at the beach from before sun up, yeah. and you'll stay there as long as, as long it long takes. As I basically, can. yeah,
0: and you know, like a good maybe even like you know you'll do that if you know a few days. Yeah. And, and, uh, something like on. that, yeah. When it's on, or you know, you go to Maui. I went to Maui so for like eight hours, you know, and yeah. you just push yourself, get your get your your quota, your fill of your waves yeah. and your satisfaction and your, your stoke. And then, you know, that stoke lasts lasts a little longer these days. Yeah. So that's that's nice, and so I can uh, kind of relax and let your body recover. As older you, oh, sure. you get, the you do need more recovery time. It's just it's just nature. Yeah. There's not you know as much stuff as you do. I mean even. You know, the top athletes in the world, the older they get, they need time, little time to recover. There's yeah. tricks you can do. You make sure you eat your protein, your ice baths or Wim Hof breathing, all yeah. these crazy techniques that I don't participate in as just at the moment. I I probably should if I, if you know, if you're like a millionaire, you fully could, you know, really gear okay. yourself to do this. But since I'm like a, you know, working, working dad, I <laughs> would probably, you know, it's like every other guy, you know, most other humans out there, you know, you just, your time and your money is important mm. to your family. So you can just make sure... Uh, I just take care of my body the best I possibly can at the times I can. And, you know, I'm pretty active with with my daughters and my daughter, Jackie, in the afternoon, I'll take her to this pool or swimming or something. So I always, you know, get a little extra, you know, a little extra calorie burn at some point during the day. So it's, you know, that that helps, you know, make sure, you know, I can can eat, eat a little bit more. Relaxed of what I want to eat. Yeah, you know, yeah. Make sure you have your salads. And
1: so there's no there's no specific dietary like regime that you have today that's strict. It's just more what you're kind of saying is
0: it's balanced. I mean, are you a vegetarian, for example? I'm not a vegetarian. I mean, I love meat. I mean, but I don't eat meat. I, you know, I try not to eat meat every day yeah I don't I don't want to eat meat it's not like the best it it, I like it yeah tastes good but it's not the best thing for the environment it's yeah that's like the first thing I feel like totally and it's uh, if there's there's probably in and some types aren't so healthy yeah you know some so you just gotta you know you take it in moderation like alcohol hey I who doesn't love a good beer who doesn't love a little drink now and then so I'd I, yeah, guilty. I'm yeah. So, but I, you know, I don't drink every day. I nah. barely. Eat. Maybe I'll have a drink once a week, if on a on a good week. But Sometimes. it's a full bender when he has one. It's yeah, not you're one just kidding. yeah, no. <laughs> it's not. I, you know, again, that and it comes down to just like, hey, I want to surf. I yeah. we don't. I'm busy with my daughter. I can't really go out and just yeah. with the boys and have have drinks. Yeah. That's just not. That's just not in the cards these days. So, i uh you know, nah, hey, but it I,
1: sets you back quite a lot. To I know. Um, for my own behavior like when I get back to Oz and I see my mates you know like it's hard not to have a few beers for sure when you're flying through town you end up having more than what you should have but it really does slow you down it does slow you down the next day like three beers uh,
0: you know know, like we said the older you get hey if you're 20 you're knocking them back and just going out and just doing whatever your body just can simply kind of recover a little bit better it's still uh, weeding through those things but if you're a little older I mean hey like I said I'm 43 so my Uh, you know you get a two beer hangover so I I totally avoid that I don't drink Totally. with the the exercise
1: and fitness like what you're also kind of saying is that it seems pretty balanced but I want to get a really clear picture of your regime because I remember once we were on a call uh, maybe last year or the year before and we're on this group call on Skype and like I think it's you know a few of the riders for some reason and then Jeff kept on going on mute and when he come back, there's all this heavy breathing happening. <laughs> and we're just like, what the hell is he doing? And first of all, you're on a, you're on a stationary bike. Yeah. And I think the first part of the call, you're yeah. on the bike. And then you come back and you're like, oh yeah, sorry, I was just finishing a yoga session. Yeah. So like, what does your... Maybe take a moment to think about your optimal day of being Jeff Hubbard. And what does the day look like from the morning to the afternoon in terms of fitness? Maybe you have a decent surf in the middle. Yep. It's not one of your full days,
0: eight hours of pipe, but just no. one of those average days yeah. where you'd have a you really know, balanced day. My average day, honestly, it's, I, you know, I wake up. I'll, How early are you waking up? Uh, hey, if I wake up at 6.30, that's great. If yep. I wake sometimes between se- six and seven. Okay. I'm probably a six and seven guy. Yep. Uh, get up, hey, if I can get up a little earlier than my daughter and I can go down and have an, a really good stretch before uh-huh. she wakes up, that's great. Sometimes she's up and yeah. we all get up at the same time, and I'll go down and stretch with her and kind of get, it's a little slower process, so I'll okay. take a little longer stretching. Not that I'm not getting as much into it, but I'll still get it in
1: and then... Uh, Hold it, on, before you go beyond, like with this stretching, What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You
0: know, just like a, you know, kind of a short yoga yoga stint. I would I would say, you know, you run your, you just run through your your muscles, just getting them loose and limber, and then you kind of go into a little bit of a core workout, and you end up with a little bit more stretching at the end. Okay, and uh, that's kind of how I, you know, you start off slow, work up, and then you know you get your core workout in, and then you kind of cool down. I mean, it's very simple it sounds real simple how much time are you taking i'm here? taking a half hour half hour it's you know it's a, okay. if it's a half hour an intense half hour or i could take an hour just like piecing it all together okay doing other little things with my daughter like you know just, yeah sure if i'm entertaining her, entertaining her along the her, way her, yeah, and stuff, yeah. i'm not really getting into it and say if there's some say if there's like uh waves during the day like uh, so then i'll try and get out the door take drop my daughter off at daycare Wait, you've moved
1: beyond the
0: core workout aspect what are you doing there? Oh, yeah, Is it like a hundred
1: sit-ups? Is yeah, it no, it's just a, like Is it... it's a
0: it's a it's a combination. So okay. ups What are some of I'll the exercises? Do, yeah. Just a. Some, it's hard to describe, but it's a you know it's a combination of like some crunches, some sit-ups, some uh, ab moves, some just you know just um, leg lifts. Yeah. Okay. And just a little just a little combination of those okay. those things. Just because you want to work different areas of your core, you don't want to just be stagnant. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes on my daughter, if my daughter's up, I'm doing sit-ups with her on my chest. Yeah. Just like you know so and and sit-ups say hey, if I can get sit-ups in I'm psyched okay you know like it's not every day I'm able to get them in like okay. I'm just just Busy. because I'm dad yeah, that's sure. just the way it way it goes uh, sure. in you know an optimal word you get a nice stretch in then you go surf so I'll go I'll drop off my daughter I'll gone, gone surfing yeah um, come back and I'll do some work and uh, and or if i've done gone up early enough i've done some work beforehand and if i got didn't and if there's no waves i'll do some work then i'll do some you know usual hubboard stuff and then i will um i'll either hey if there's no waves that's no waves i'll probably just like kind of maybe if i'm lucky i get in a nap
1: yeah okay get, nap. yeah
0: if i if i'm if hey if i'm lucky i'll get in a quick nap before i have to pick up my daughter just how long a nap are we talking Uh it's just not it's never more than an hour really but it's nice okay. to just uh, refresh yourself so you're just totally. like centered for your family you're not tired because hey body burning body is tiring and also yeah. being dad's tiring. you have those two, two together yeah you know for me and i want to make sure i'm just doing good well at yeah good at both yeah you know so i come up and i'm and make sure I'm attentive to my family's needs and yeah. I'm not like dragging, hey, I'm gonna go to bed, see ya Yeah. Early so that's I can... not cool, no, that's No, yeah, that is... no. You wanna be engaged with your family's activities. So yeah. that's that's one thing I'm make sure I'll do. I mean even if I means I don't have to surface surf as long, I'll come home and try and punch punch in a little nap if I can. It's yeah, not every cool. day. But um Stoked if that's a that's a good day, so. okay. and then then I'll pick up my daughter and we'll go do something yep. of some sort, you know, out playing outside, running around, going on biking with her, sure. or taking her on the waves and the, with the inflatable bodyboard, the yeah, kind of one, so yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll take her out. And, I think you know, everyone should have one of those in their quiver, huh? They should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just for the fact, if you can if you have a family member, you can go out with totally. them. If you have a girlfriend, totally. you can take them out and ride waves with them. And that's what makes it, you know, so fun. And, and the smaller the waves, the better, because it's so floaty and yeah. it rides. So you're not looking for big waves. It's not like that's it's what's so great. Oh, it's pu- it's pumping out there. Well, that's not what you're going to so. use when it's pumping. You're not. You know. Or you can take JOB. out. Yeah, we're going to come back at, to the JOB yeah. stuff later on. But um, so
1: that's cool. So that we're getting towards the end of your day. Like, is there any exercise in that day if you don't
0: bodyboard, for example? Yes, yeah, so or anything I, you do if you don't. Yeah. Bodyboard? If 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 I'm not bodyboarding and I don't have like a hey if I didn't have a heavy day of work you know uh, hubboards workload I'll, yeah. I'll definitely you know hit a yoga session or, or okay. the gym you know I'll that'll be that's great I love it you know okay. that I, I can't go surf I'll, I'll just go hit that and that'll okay. be really really cool so you go to like a local gym, yeah, a or do local, you have your own? It's a local gym. Okay. There's a local gym. You know, I, I can go and, and take a class, and take yep. there's they offer these things. It's mostly we have a family pass at this one gym where we take our daughter to the yep. pool. It's like really cool and cool. So I'll, I'll I'll do that.
1: And what do you usually do at the gym? Are you doing um, just bicy- You know, the, I'll do
0: bicycle, and just I don't do any weights. I'll do no. bicycle, and like just like a maybe a, like a like a circle session, or and then a yoga class what's a circle oh just like i'm kind of making that on my own but like running through like just like push-ups pull-ups you know like crunches like kind of something there's body weight essentially yeah body okay all right do you have like a do you count
1: your um i think like a pull-up you know it's a pretty like dynamic and measurable uh exercise do you have like a number that you're trying to get to in each yeah i'll round? do
0: reps i'll kind of do some reps you know you do like a build up of three you know and it depends how you're feeling that day maybe you'll do 10 then five and three yeah you know just a, you know something like that because 10's hard 10's hard yes yeah. so you do 10 and then totally. five and three and you, you do that and you do your circ you know you do a circ uh your repetition of a, yeah. a five different types of exercises yep. in that rotation and with those uh numbers and you're, you're pretty pretty like Whoa. three three repetitions yeah. of that circle yeah. or four exactly or... three yeah usually three okay yeah I'll to go for three and maybe hey maybe four if i just do one on the yeah. last one if i have time but mostly like three like, okay it's
1: good so we've gotten that's the exercise on a non-bodyboarding day and then like i'm guessing into the evening your your dad and maybe a little bit of hubboards into the evening exactly yeah, yeah. you know in,
0: in and in, husband i should say husband well. yeah husband works works in there and then yeah uh, yeah, try not, you know, try not to do too much stuff. I can start to do some emails again if my daughter goes to sleep. Yeah, you know, if I'm just sitting there watching TV with my wife, I'll start to do some emails. Clicking if I can. away on the side. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just because it's sometimes it's that's the, you know Asia starts to Asian Australia are waking up. Yeah. So I can get get punched through some emails. Have right a then. chat there. Yeah, have a chat with them.
1: Okay, so and then that's your kind of average day in the life of Jeff Hubbard. Um, Seems busy. Do you do you read? Do you ever get any
0: chance for no. that kind of nourishment I, of the mind? Gosh, no. I'm just doing podcasts if I can on the drives. Oh, okay. I so you're listening? Yeah, though. I'll do some listening. I, the, okay. That's that's all the nourishment I can I get just because yeah. I'm just kind of busy you know yeah, I'd, I'd love it i'd yeah. love a little bit of nourishment because it does feed the soul and it just uh you know it stimulates your mind yeah so it really gets you get you thinking so i love really cool. enjoy that what are you listening to is well, there a few podcasts yeah, you just, go to yeah just the small business Other than one the boogie yeah the boogie and small business yeah the boogie, Le boogie <laughs> and, uh, The small business podcast that you know yeah. that's that's you know something that keeps your brain thinking about business and cool. what you're doing Cool. Yes, that's that's pretty fun. We spoke about this in the last yeah, the podcast last we
1: did, where you were um, talking about your degree or your you did like an MBA, right? Yeah, I got my master's And, in business, and yeah. so so those business podcasts that keeps you kind of um, yeah nourishing towards what you're doing with what your work doing.
0: and what's and you know what's relevant, what what other yeah. business owners are doing.
1: So it's pretty nice. What's um let's let's get to, well I don't want to jump off this quickly. On a on a day I'll come back to that because I have a question about like anything interesting you've learnt lately through one of these things but we'll hold that one for after but on your big days like when you go to Maui for this and that's the latest clip that you dropped which is epic Um, what do you do in that day because that like and like is
0: there a Method to keep your energy levels high throughout that day. You know what that? Yeah. So that's those are that was a special day because I I kind of spent a lot of money to fly over. Well, 260 bucks. It's not a lot. On, lot a lot of It's a lot for a day. For a lo- it's a lot for a day trip. And yeah. without you know you're just going over to surf with your friend. Yeah. I was like I'm just going over to surf with my friend Jacob. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. So I was able to you know you wake up a little earlier. You're gonna wake up early to get sure. in this you know the pump swells pumping. So but you do wake up and stretch because you want to yeah. make sure you're limber. And uh, you know you just try and like have as much nourishment the night before yeah. so you have some you have some fuel in it and then you have and you're just kind of stuffing yourself with some like a uh, rich nutrient rich foods you yeah. don't want to be too full and then you go surf and then you just stay out you know i kind of stayed out that day yeah. pipe swell you probably want to come in if you're a pipe or somewhere else you, you can access the beach easy you come in and have a, another snack yeah and then water and go back out because water is the main thing yeah dehydration and that that that's what keeps you know that's what you know, chew up your, chew up uh, a lot of your energy and you know your drive out there. Yeah. And it depends, you know, how crowded the session is. I mean, you can't you can't do an eight-hour session if there's not many guys out. You're, no. You know, you, but if it's crowded and it's not so uh, not so many uh, not so many waves. Yeah. Uh, you're you, pretty relaxed. There. You're relaxed, so you try. You're not exerting yourself every, you know, like full on. It's like a, it's yeah. more like a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. To put it in perspective. Totally. And so and then I'll surf and then I'll just and then I'll just just cool that you know then I'm done once I'm done my surfing it's like yeah you're done and then the next day next day if you don't surf yeah you still stretch because you want to stretch yourself totally. out and la- let the recovery process begin if you're pretty tired and wounded yeah that's what you'd like to do if the waves are still pumping yeah you're going back out I had that this winter I just yeah. pushed myself into oblivion for do a you, couple do days. you
1: find on these long uh, sessions that you're more prone to injury or like is there a risk factor now in your age where you know that fatigue that can set in throughout a long day of surfing is that when you're more prone to injury or do you think it doesn't really matter
0: I don't, I think it really doesn't matter because it's more like injuries happen when you least expect it and yeah. you're least prepared yeah. so if you're conscious of it you're not it's not going to happen yeah. less likely to happen yeah, obviously sure. things can happen but if you're well, injuries usually happen on the like the smallest weirdest I days agree. you don't care you're just yeah. not focus you not don't have that 100% focus and yeah. you just kind of let it go for a split second and you get injured. That's yep. like the worst. Yeah. So you always, you know, sometimes not surfing on when it's small is I mean when it's like hey, yeah, you surf when it's small but as long as you're focused about it. Yeah, that's good. Like what you're what you're going out there to do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay, cool. I think we've got a good outline now. Like that was one of the questions that came through Instagram. Thanks everyone who bothered to send a, yeah. a message in and for Jeff um uh, yeah, it was really cool to see. That was the biggest question. I think a lot of the guys listening are in that kind of, probably in in your age and my age exactly. kind of bracket. So well, it's- From um, the questions I had. Cause yeah, like I'm 40, um, 40. I'm not 40, I'm 35, you're 42, yeah. 43. Yeah, 43 yeah. So we're kind of in that decade where I do feel, I at least had a theory when I was coming into my thirties that like, I need to have some good habits in my thirties. Oh, Jack Baker's about to be washed on the rocks here. Oh no. I had this theory that you know i needed to be have a good regime set into my 30s haven't quite achieved it completely but i'm pretty happy wow jack i hope they can see this in the background but jack baker's <laughs> just negotiating the rocks there really well though actually
0: yeah surprising but good yeah job. but
1: you're you're pretty happy with your fitness i mean is there anything yeah. you can prove if you were if i mean what would you change if you could do one thing you know you said there was the millionaires who can like go and get all the I guess I'd probably get more, I get more,
0: I probably, I guess I would get, uh, more massages, More you know, massages. because, you know, you get, cause you get a little tighter and, uh, yeah. I would spend more, more time, like, uh, more, even more time, uh, st- stretching, probably even more time doing okay. yoga, yoga or stretching. Like, you okay. could, I could boost that. I could, you know, if I had the, I had the, had the, you know, like, I guess the extra time, Yeah, you know? cool cool. all right well that's good for everyone to hear let's pick up on the podcast
1: thing because i want to learn a little bit about what you've learned lately like is there anything you'd say in the last year from this kind of mind nourishment with the podcast about small business and whatnot what's some of the key insights that you've had through
0: some of that like what like when it comes to running a business like yours man it's it's uh a lot of it's that yeah you have to keep i mean stuff it's basic knowledge. A lot of the time, it's just nice to be reinforced. Like, yeah, keep learning. Yep. One, like uh, even like uh, do your do your homework. Know your numbers. Like, yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And uh, I think also that it's you know just I don't know. I in, in, when you get an MBA, you get to learn a lot in in that span. And in, in, when you listen to these podcasts it's you get little tidbits back that yep. you might have forgotten or you've heard before you're just not practicing or you just know and you just you know it's good to remi- good reminders so I mean a lot of this stuff it's you know it's just like little refresher courses yep. you know, for me and it's like yep I know that that's what I'm doing good I'm doing the right thing you know you know someone might uh, you know whatever I'm whatever I'm wherever headed yeah that's what I want I'm, I'm doing let's keep doing that Yeah. and so you know in social media I mean I think that's Still, something that's being learned, and that was never taught. as, no, as far as I, I was self-taught. MBA, yeah, no. I had to. didn't teach that in the NBA. I had to self-teach myself that yeah. uh, through my NBA, which was, I mean, during that time. And I was yeah. pretty good at it. So I mean, it's always learning all this some of this new stuff yeah. uh, that's coming out and being being familiar with it because it's you know it, it's uh, it's ever changing and yeah. the landscape is it's always growing and it's good to good to be able to be uh, be nimble yeah. with what's what's going on. Yeah. So I guess that's that's something I've you know taken. Into account
1: one thing that happened lately, which I um saw, and then I think I even shared it through the Laboogie Instagram was this um, this packaging question where you you did uh, I think it was the air dub fins yes. that came yeah. in the the bag, yeah, yeah, the, the cotton bag, bag. Yeah. and that was but not only was it removing kind of some of that non reusable packaging, but it was also. Um, you had a little bit of a purpose element to it, where you were supporting the yeah. breadfruit institute, yeah, or oh, what, what's, what, yeah. so what's that all about? Let's, well,
0: let's dive into that. That's one of, yeah, that for that's a second. One of uh, Dave's passions. You know, he's really into uh, uh, breadfruit. Uh, it's you know, it's a super, <laughs> it's a superfood. It could feed yeah. the world. The, the poundage okay. from a, a breadfruit tree is, and the amount of nutrients, it's such a nutrient dense uh, food, and rich. It's got protein, carbs. It's got everything you need. Okay. You can just live off that almost uh, solely. You know, it's wow. you know, it's really, really healthy for you and you can cook it any type of way, you know, as yeah. a vegetable, as a starch, as a protein, you can mix it up in so many okay. different fashions. So it's a really uh, great, great tree. They're planting, trying to plant them in Africa and yeah. plant them all around the world. I mean, the mutiny on the bounty If you know, most people listening are old enough to know that old story. And that was all about breadfruit. You know, they're taking breadfruit from the Caribbean and bring it to the Polynesia or, or vice versa, bringing it from Polynesia to the Caribbean yeah. because it was so wealthy, uh-huh. such a good fruit to have. That's why you know they're, you and know, the mutiny happened around breadfruit. Yeah, around breadfruit. Wow. You know, because you know they whatever it was, that's on the on the ship. Yeah, right. You know, so it's really you know there's there's a lot of uh, you know richness, the cultures that have it. You know they prize these yeah. these possessions. Uh, these trees are you know real sacred. They plant them when everyone has a, a first you know baby that's born. They plant the plant the ulu tree yeah. with the placenta and or the umbilical cord. Oh, really? Like okay. Yeah. It's, you know there's a lot of a lot of uh things in the polynesian culture and i'm sure all the other cultures in the caribbean have planted them and you know they're all over um all over you know some of the parts of africa i think yeah. as well now they're trying to propagate more plants in africa yeah. to feed all the people there radical and uh yeah it's it's radical it's so anyhow so yeah. that's that's kind of the purpose behind it and dave's so passionate about it you know so we give a two percent Profit back to the bread Sweet Institute. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a cool logo. Anyhow, the logo looks great a in the bag and, yeah. and it's nice to support something that, you know, it's good for the world and you're trying to just give back to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's something that's not very prevalent uh heard about. Yeah. No one really and so it's hey, there's all these other billionaires giving to others things, let's give to something that might actually need need yeah. a thousand bucks every couple of years. Exactly, you know? yeah. Sure. So hey, every couple of years if you give a, give them a thousand bucks or something, right. hey
1: geez, that's insane. I think I was only lucky enough to try breadfruit when I was in Tahiti many, many years ago. I've never really seen it anywhere else. Like, I probably could have hunted it
0: down in, on Oahu though, right? Y- yeah, if you totally know where right. to go, you can, you can probably hunt it down. it see, it is, some of them, it's seasonal. There is some, yeah. some places on Oahu where it does uh, propagate, uh, grow year-round. Okay. And, uh, ripen so that's that's good to know okay but yeah we'll have to next time you're on in hawaii i'll have dave cook you up cook you up a storm deal red fruit it's it's great
1: but i mean it was a it was just a really cool thing because i haven't seen a lot of this kind of profit for purpose in bodyboarding yet. It's been quite good in other, even in the other surf, in the broader surf category, there's a lot of brands doing these types of partnerships, whether it's for plastic pollution or, um, yours was very unique to actually support the Breadfruit Institute. I mean, it's about as, like, your brother's a- Unique character, so it's like- Unique is a good word, but he's even better than unique. He's like an awesomely uh, creative and kind of out of the box guy, so. Uh, and I love him for that. And I just think it's classic Dave Hubbard. It is. That it's a Breadfruit it Institute profit for purpose Yeah. And he, and he,
0: and he volunteers at the Breadfruit Institute yeah. when he's home. So I mean, right. it's something he's real close to. So it's like, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'd, we'd, with the cotton bag, we went for the 100% cotton bag because one, you can use that, it's a double purpose. It, yeah. That bag works for so many other things you can do. So yeah. you're not going to throw a bag away that you can use. People yeah. use it, I see it. Uh, being used for backpacks or like satchels or any yeah, and sure. taking things to the beach or storing things so it's great yeah. and then it also cuts down on the box boxes so i mean other fins come in boxes which are great cardboard is recyclable so that's yeah. good uh but it also takes up a lot of a lot of uh room and shipping so if you have a box and you condense that out down yeah. the, the shipping you're shipping so much more uh, is so much so much cheaper and so much more efficient. Yeah. Cool. So you're using less energy, you're right. using less oil, you're yeah. using polluting the world less. I mean it, there are some things that you really consider yeah. with this that are really helpful as well. And then that stuff that just you know just happens and you don't, you know, on your on your way, it's kinda of, yeah. it was almost secondary when we realized that aspect, like, oh yeah. this is great. No, that's cool. So little things like that. And you know, we always try with Hubboards try to think, you know, about the environment as best we can. You're producing products that uh, you know bodyboards or you know we try and make them last as long as possible so yeah. that they you know they're not disposable you know these aren't disposable products the products we, you want to make last as long as possible so people don't uh throw them away and it gets the enjoyment factor overrides kind of the any any pollution that was created on the side yeah. side aspect i mean we're humans there's there's going to be a uh, waste it's just it's just what happens with humans yeah we waste things and we do stuff and it's just you know the environment's never gonna if we're on the the planet the environment's never gonna be perfect Mm. so we do what we can and uh if we want to enjoy ourselves well we have to make a bodyboard or two yeah exactly it's just it's just it's just the way it goes i mean happier people make make a probably a better better world anyhow make the world better no wars and 100% All that kind of fun stuff all the horror leaders bodyboarded, They'd probably be stoked That UN UN bodyboarding division UN bodyboarding division
1: (laughs) Let me hit pause on this for one second So with this passion This like This profit for purpose stuff And factoring in the environment Into what you do with hubboards Is there anything uh, down the line that we can expect to you know that is there more room for you as a brand that you think you can dive into in that direction yeah, I
0: mean you know we try and do it with all your products you know we're, we're releasing a you know Jared Houston Finn and that's gonna yeah. that's it'll come in a bag you know okay cool. it, there's you know there's less product there's no purpose uh, like we're not giving anything to the, to the anything away like back to, to like a charity or anything yeah. but it is you know we're just trying to like Reduce our impact on the environment when we can. Like, oh, we see an opportunity. Okay, we're making a new product. Let's let's go go in this aspect. And we're trying to you know you try to do that with all your stuff. Like, hey, guys from China just love wrapping things in plastic. And you're like, dude, just is there a way you can just not can just put this on cardboard and send it to us? Yeah. And we can we can make it happen. So I mean, you're you're always you know focused on the when you can trying to make the environment a better place.
1: Yeah. With um. But the other thing you are doing as well, I should add, and maybe you, you maybe haven't factored it into the same area of the, the discussion, but you know, you've got your environmental concerns, but then there's this social element as well that like companies can um, also kind of give back in a social sense. And I'd say that like, you have been really active with your social engagement and grassroots bodyboarding seems to be yes. one of the priorities for yes. you as a brand. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Keiki Fest, because we were chatting about it in the water the other day, and I, I just think it's would be really cool for everyone to hear about what happened literally, what, a week ago. Yeah,
0: a week of, almost a week ago, yeah. you, know, uh, every, you know, for the last 12 years now, I've had um, a, kids con- a free kids contest uh, in Waimanalo in Hawaii. It's a, they had, back in the day, maybe you know, 20, 30 years ago, they had uh, this, a similar concept, like the Mori uh, Jamborees, whatever. Yeah. They had these things going on, at this at this same location and yeah. a lot of young kids from that area grew up with them and became bodyboarders yeah. and became very good bodyboarders and so I you know I that stopped and yeah so I was like well you know it had been gone for quite a few many years maybe ten years and I was like well we my, my friend Chris Burkhardt was like you should bring that back you know he was he was on Kauai but he was like hey you should bring that back and I was like yeah why not how I can do it and yeah something i hadn't tried before and so i got with my f- a couple friends Ed, and we all worked together you know jason bitzer spencer skipper and another yeah. you know local guy kalia from that area we we made it happen for the first time and i i hit up a, a friend of mine uh, camille and he gave me you know he he had some money and so he gave me you know a, a thousand bucks so we could run the event and i had saved some of the money we made t-shirts and we put on the event and the next year i had some leftover, so we had it again and i started writing grant money just to be able to fund this event to keep it free for the kids because that's the main thing and every year it's it's just grown and uh, this last year we had over 200 entries 200 kids uh, at the beach and you know even more families so you have a whole family the whole beach is just for that event now it's like you go to the park and There's no parking, which I'd never seen before. You know, it's wow. a huge parking lot. Now it's just full. full. There's a secondary parking lot, like I didn't know existed until this last. year. because <laughs> like, you wow. have to park there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, My wife had a park there. I was like, wow, this is. So I mean, we, we always we always give them free f- people, free food, free entry, and uh, tons of prizes. So I mean, yeah. there's lots to you know some great stuff to win, to make the finals, and yeah, and we give them out some free stuff during the day. So cool. there's stuff to engage the kids and sign autographs when we can and kind of teach them about competing and and. The most, the biggest thing is just the stoke to get them engaged in the ocean and just seeing how much fun bodyboarding is. Because they're there all day at the beach, so they're out with their friends in and out of the water, whether they're in the heat or not, yeah. boogie boarding, you're playing around and, that, and you, you see that camaraderie about at the contest or at the beach together and how much fun they're having and you hope that that just translates through us the their lives, that they remember this and they, yeah. they they keep doing it. Yeah. And whether they're doing it on a bodyboard or surfboard, whatever, I just want yeah. them to have fun and just be you know excited about the prospects that there is opportunity out there yeah. to you know live your dreams and to try try this in other areas because sometimes you know, the kids can go in the wrong way. That's why we have it in Waimanalo. A lot of those kids are you know very underprivileged. Yeah. Uh, you know it's a very you know. Hawaii, Where exactly is Waimanalo? It's on, it's on the east side of Hawaii. It's right past Makapu. Um, ah, okay, right, right away, past, away along, from Sandy Beach. Yep. Heading north. Heading yep. Yeah. Exactly. If you're on that highway and so you just you know it's not you know a lot of the people there are you know they're not well to do they just yeah. you know they're just making ends meet and a lot of underprivileged kids that don't have opportunities so mm-hmm. you know, having a free contest Uh, And giving prizes and it's the only way for them to experience the beach that they're going on so and get them out and get them Engaged in bodyboarding so they can go down and do it more. Yeah stay out of the streets. Yeah Stay off, you know selling drugs and doing all that bad stuff that just kind of leads to nowhere So that's something I'm you know, I'm really proud that I've been able to help out in some way And I see you know, I see the kids the generations that have come through this event. Yeah, and you know they're really good bodyboarders now yeah. they've, they've produced some amazing bodyboarders i'm not saying that I, that the contest was solely responsible but it for sure it you know it has helped in some way shape them of course and uh, you know now you have guys that are doing the first event in the that were 12 and under and now they're you know they're Pro bodyboarders, Kamai. He's a, yeah, you know, he's coming from Also, Ryman- oh, Kavik's is like an example yeah, of example. that Yeah, example. He came from the. He started the youngest division we had. Wow. And now he's almost. He's a pro bodyboarder. He makes money bodyboarding, yeah, he and he's incredibly talented. So, shout out, shout out to Kavik's and his parents, and his, his sister still doing it. And his sister's uh, now you know sixteen and under, and she came from a tandem, and yep. so many other you know uh, young kids have, have come through this these ranks. Yeah. And, uh, and just you know good bodyboarders now and you know it's just really nice to see it. and i hope you know we just want to continue that exact aspect and one of the things is you know it's not just a jeff hubbard thing it's like i i draw from everyone in the community yeah. that comes and helps me you know I, I generate some money so i can pay pay for the permit the insurance and uh you know ben severson to come down and uh pick Up all this with all his gear, so we can have the event, and yeah. then everyone else is volunteers. Everyone's volunteering their time to judge, to yeah. set up, to break down, to you know, to MC to you know, anything you name tabulate. I mean, anything yeah. that Conest needs, people are volunteering their time for yeah. So, it's that's what's so great is just so it's all a coming proper together, community, community event, yeah. And everyone pitches in with prizes, pitches in for lunch, yeah. you know, and just people bring pizzas, you know, there, people, you know. Bomber brings pizzas, you know, Landmark brings pizzas and just, or waters, and we have uh, Jersey Mike's, you know, would bring subs for the kids, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just really cool to see everyone gather around, and I wish more, uh, you know, places would do stuff like this. I know it's not, it's not easy. I mean, I spend a fair amount of time organizing it and making it happen. And I know it's it's hard, but it's I feel like it's so worth it for the bodyboarding industry. You know, yeah. everyone comes together. You know, it's not you know Hubwards provides prizes, and so does Triad and Science yeah. and uh, Kicks and all sorts of bodyboard brands. So it's do, a
1: proper collab amongst the brands yeah. as well on on a yeah, while. Yeah, everyone yeah, has to, everyone
0: comes together, brings some prizes down, throw, comes and judges and helps yeah. out, and everyone's uh, you know everyone's happier. Everyone walks away. Sick. You know, stoked and so and the sick. kids walk away the, the biggest winners and, yeah you know, we love we love that
1: the uh, you also helped Well, you were part of the crew that got the Garden Island bookie yes
0: comp done yep. Chris Burkhardt and I started the Bar- Garden Island bodyboard classes that was the first year how was it because it that looked sick sick we was just much bigger than we expected we just we wanted Only. to kind of replicate what I was doing with the cakey contest but kind of bring into another element where there's pros yeah involved and also you know an older men's division where there's you know you can engage the whole community yeah and it's not just isolated to the the younger kids yeah and we wanted to propagate i mean uh, perpetuate the, the theory that the older people uh or the kapuna in hawaiian that means teacher yep. the younger kids so we always we made sure the older uh guys the pros would surf first the older division to surf first and then the younger divisions could watch them and learn what they're doing and surf after even if the conditions are better the kids get to surf watch us and surf later you know yep. it doesn't matter you're not throwing the kids out in the worst conditions you're, they get the best conditions and we're the stars that was show. this
1: communicated like this seems actually quite strategically uh, devised and communicated so did you say hey kids yes. the Kapuna are gonna surf exactly. now watch us watch us yep. and then you're gonna have yes. your heats. yep
0: you have questions let us know we're gonna be sent you know the youngest divisions we were sending a pros out with them uh-huh in so the water they, in the water would be with them coaching Radical. them at the on site oh you want you know oh you want more wave five you know helping them through the transition of learning so like
1: teach, coaching in the water in the water that is sick So in
0: the water coaching them and then you know it's also for safety but it's mostly for yeah you know, the kids are fine there's encouragement encouragement and, and coaching to make sure they wow. know oh, wow got one more wave come on you can do it
1: you can do that a five. that is such a good idea and so it's really cool i yeah. wish i had that when I was younger yeah, you that would have been really helpful exactly and it's yeah. really,
0: really nice for the younger kids and, you know the the, the mid junior level the 15 to 18 didn't need it so much yeah. we weren't in the water with them because they're but the younger kids definitely they, yeah. need they needed it they learned from it and they, uh, they they grew from it and I think if you do that every year and the more people that can get in the water with them, you know, the, you know, the more pros that are in the water with them, the better, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. And then also we, you know, we charged a real minimal entry fee, like 25 bucks. So all the yeah. all the older guys uh, came down and entered the open minge. And it was the biggest division. The open minge was like, there were like 60 70 people in the open mins you know six man heats just you know just crazy it was unreal and because everyone bodyboard you know how was bigger maybe a while ago you know or maybe it's more popular let's, let's not say bigger i think it's just maybe more popular so all the guys used to compete all and they'd lost who are we talking about They're here talking what are just, some
1: of the names oh well, any ones that we can drop them
0: well in well in the masters division we had all the kawaii classic guys you know kyle maligro we yeah. had uh chris tenberg we had chris burkhardt we had harry antepala we had you know the top that's tier guys. Rad. they were in the master's division that's so people got cool. to see them so that's even not even oh, i would mids. love to see them yeah that and would be you see them ripping classic and so then we have the open mins and that was just kind of the, the middle generation the boogie nation crew yeah. Everyone remembers that boogie nation generation and no which is kind of around the same no friends time yeah and so that had a lot of people that you know like late 20s to, like, late 30s yeah. that were entering this open min's and just stoked to be entering with their friends again. Because that's the vibe. It's come down with your friends. Yeah. Have fun at the beach with your with, with your posse. Yeah. You know, go out and surf a heat. Maybe you get to surf a few heats if you're doing good. You get to yeah. surf some good waves. Or bad said I don't think anyone really cared about the waves. Yeah. They're just there to hang with their friends. At the beach, you know, you get, you get a good vibe. Your family's down there or you're just cruising and you're just, it was like, they miss that there because mm. there's a big serious disconnect between you know competing and uh at a professional level like we are doing here yeah. and what people are able to do at home yeah you know, there's totally. there's not many opportunities for people just to put on a jersey and hang out yeah and just with their friends and compete and you know enjoy bodyboarding for what it is yeah exactly because you're not mostly at that age you're not going out there to say yeah i won that's not what you're doing at open mins like you're just yeah. going out there to have fun and hey maybe you're trying to per- per- Perform at a better level than yourself, Yeah. and like, yeah, I can do better, and I'm gonna try and do better, and it's a more personal thing. Yeah, but it's not it's not about any bragging rights. Nah, which is which is really cool, and it's not trying to feed your family, just trying to have fun, and so that. I'd still maintain
1: really, bragging rights. This is my first, character, yeah, though.
0: It is. It is. Some people's <laughs> character for sure, but it's. Um, <laughs> It was, it was really cool. that. <laughs> Let's that, be honest. That this contest, is
1: Josh when you're talking to. That contest to,
0: like, is, yeah. Dragon always. Dragon rights first, first and foremost. First and foremost. <laughs> 100%. But, but I think, think, like, what do you think the key...
1: Because you're talking about some pretty serious numbers here in terms of participation. Yeah.
0: Like, over 160 for the Kawhi, Kawhi contest. And, like, that over is,
1: 200 for the kids. That is nuts. Like, these yeah. are big numbers for any event of any craft. Any magnitude. Yeah, okay. any craft.
0: Any, for sure. What?
1: Why... Did you get those? What are like, are there f- any key elements that you can explain or your, what's your kind of take on the why? Like, I think the main,
0: yeah, a couple elements. One yeah. is that you, you try and keep it affordable. Bodybuilders okay. notoriously Price. just don't have money. Just, yeah. okay. I mean, that's just, let just So 25 bucks was like,
1: yeah. people can afford to you throw afford, 25 bucks 25 down. 25
0: bucks. And then you, they get a t-shirt. See the t-shirt, they get a t-shirt and lunch and then, and then dinner at the end. I mean, so I mean you're getting, that's you getting get your money, I mean, you get your value you there. You get your value there whether yeah. you whether you make a heat or not and you yeah. sit for a couple other guys Sick. And, and you hang with your buddies. The next thing to do is that you make the event a community based event where everyone's just giving a little bit. Okay. If everyone can give a little bit, yeah. you're not you don't go to you don't go to Whatever. Hey, hubboards We need ten thousand dollars to put on an event. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man. I love bodyboarding, and I'm a die a bodyboarder. But I don't have ten thousand dollars to put an event. I don't have five. I don't yeah. even have one. Or, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Look, I can do. I can do this. You know, here's what I can do. And then, every, what everyone does, what's kind of affordable. Yeah. It is so obtainable. Yeah. You know, and as a collective, put into something that, you know, to make the event happen. Yeah. You know, at at and just in a respectable level. You know, we're not talking like, they don't have to. You know, don't have to have live scores. You know, maybe we no, don't have no scores. No. We just want you know we can just tabulate Pe- pen and paper. Pe- pen and paper. Yeah. Announcer, just beach marshal Rash Guards, just just some basics and making the event happen.
1: Yeah,
0: it's and make it fun.
1: Yeah,
0: and totally. making the vibe. And we made it a fun event. We called it the Boogie Board Classic. It's it's fun. And you're not. Do
1: you think that's a key difference if you're going to sell this?
0: I think it's a huge difference. People uh-huh. aren't all of a sudden like, oh, I'm going to go do this. You know, intense event. I don't know. You don't, they but is don't that feel, what bodyboard says? Not, yeah. No, I just. But I, it's. It's like boogie board is just. It automatically flips your mind into fun. It just automatically. is more fun. It's just like you know. And then I'm not saying we should all be. Uh, we're not. We don't call each other boogie boarders. But it's. Yeah, it's but there's what, something in this. It is. It's that's what I'm asking. Like, and there's something about that. this. Something in that. It's fun. It brings you back to a nostalgic period of you know when you're a young kid. Boogie- yeah. it's just like, hey, I'm gonna go out and boogie board, and it's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. It's fun.
0: That's what it's about, and it's not, and it's uh, an enjoyable, fun thing. And I think so. That's number two. Yeah. So, well, cheap, community, community, and that. And then we also made sure, you know, hey, for the pros. Uh, you know and then the Kapuna aspect of yeah. making, working with the kids. Yeah. That I think that had a lot to do with it and making it, you know, putting putting in the effort on social media. I mean okay. that's you, you gotta put a little effort there. You just have to make sure that people know about it and they know what's happening. It's remind them. It's just you're not and you're not it's not like you're just trying to uh, convince them to come you're just reminding people and letting them know what's happening and letting them know what's going to be going on in the event and just a, you know simple just keeping in their keeping in their heads and they want to follow it they can and what's who's who's supporting it and yeah. trying to get that energy out there about the event I think that you know it is a little it is nowadays that is something it's only it's the way you tell people the story it's the way you create the story yeah. and the, the brand so okay so those are things because the post-production was pretty good and I mean yeah. the
1: mind-blowing thing for me yeah. which may be just because I'm a foreigner who had I'm sure Kauai is a difficult place to film for an sure. event yep. like this or
0: even to have like 10, 20 years ago you wouldn't be able to have an event with a boogie board pro division there had been like so much stereotypes but now exactly. the bodyboarders are older that they, they run you know they're kind of like yeah there's no one's going to tell these guys that they can't do something yes. because they're older they're respected they, they're they uh, wiser they've brought you know there's they know that we're going to do it the right way we're not yeah. out there to blow up the whole island we're exactly but it's super interesting
1: land. right because like it looks sick yeah the waves are good the waves they're are pumping quality right. waves yeah and i was just like wow i don't maybe i've seen footage of Kauai in the past i just didn't know what i was looking at because it wasn't communicated like this is Kauai and this is maui and this yeah. is you know so it's never really been i don't know any waves on Kauai other yeah. than this one now. Yeah, now you know, and centers,
0: in, like, centers in PKs. And exactly. this is on the south shore. And this is sick. And and it, just to see waves. it and go,
1: oh, wow, that's what Kauai does. I'm not going to fly over there anytime yeah, soon. You know, I'm and just like appreciating our, it. Yeah, and
0: these aren't even the, per, you know, premier secret Ex- Exactly, spots. These are yeah. just random waves that, yeah. that we just have our event at. And yeah. everyone who, any tourist comes into town can surf and no one's going to bat an eye. So yeah. it's okay to have Yeah, an have event this. there. Yeah, It's it's known. and That's great. So that is pretty pretty rad and we made sure we had we also made sure we had money for the prize the pros you know that oh, okay. was something we we made sure we announced hey there's gonna be two grand for drop knee and prone each, okay. each division had equal prize money the cool. drop knee is equal as prone cool you know because Hawaii the guys are pretty darn good at drop knee and, and they it's make really really
1: practiced it's crazy it's so cool we knew
0: we we're gonna have the same amount of entry so it's not yeah. fair to di- differentiate one totally. or the other so we totally. made sure hey we're gonna make sure there's this much prize money if we get the entrance we great if we don't then whatever we'll make sure yeah. we'll, cu- it's covered and the guys have some prize money to win totally. so they show up because you want to you still want to incentivize the pros to show up to help the kids yeah the bottom line is to help the kids and you need some pros there to show them and you want the guys Got coming them. over and and to make the process better so yeah. that was that was our little story with the, the the, you know, I think it's rad and I think, and I, think I just
1: love the this whole boogie board that, that always jumps out to me. I, I maybe it's because I like words and I like communication and I like the power of it and I and I do think there's a building theory around that bodyboarding has this much more macho intensity that that is maybe even too hyper now. And I, and I kind of put that down to the fact that that many guys, like bodyboarders have been picked on all their lives, essentially by the mainstream, like, oh, why yeah. do you do that? Like even in subtle yeah. ways, like, yeah. oh, you don't surf? Yeah, What's exactly. bodyboarding? Yeah, well, That's exactly. a real thing. It's a real thing. Bodybuilding? Yeah, exactly, right? Say, but know. then like boogie boarding was this fun thing from the very beginning. And we all, like the sport turned its back on that yeah. definition because we want it to be taken seriously mm-hmm. i think and that's kind of maybe gone a
0: little too far exactly and you what? Well, and we'll you transition used there. it to bring it back but, yeah. yeah so we, where so are we, we transitioning it, what do we, we got it, we used it to bring it back and now yeah. you see guys like who are also using it uh like jamie o'brien he's a surfer he's using boogie boarding and he's getting ga- he's just has so much fun with it yep and people see that he's having fun and engaging him and yeah. he's getting so many more uh you know people watching him viewers uh you know content he's making money off of it he's doing great yeah, you know, he's doing great making these podcasts and yeah, all these yeah, things yeah. he's doing. Uh, and that's because he's, he embraces the fun of it. You know, He yeah. has, tries to have bodyboarding on almost all his podcasts now, I know, if you notice. I yeah. And because he knows there's a market there that people want to have fun.
1: Yeah. It's
0: about fun. He knows boogie boarding is fun. So he brings that element into it. Yeah. He's not out there trying to be a pro boogie boarder nah. and a pro bodyboarder. He's just having fun. Yeah, exactly. And people love to see that. And so, we're really, we Tom we we a him-
1: weird time now because you've collaborated with him a few times. Yeah. And, like, it's really. For me per, like to be honest i look at it with a s- like i think it's cool but then i'm like "Ooh, is he using it is he is he leveraging the is he yeah. leveraging you more than you're leveraging him or hey, are you just I, no, buddies a, who go yeah we're, you know, you know what i mean day, like, what is it
0: you know it's buddies uh you know he wants to go he wants to have he needs content yes so let's just look at it that he needs content so hey I one want, He wants to have fun. Yeah. So he wants to have, build content and have fun. Well, boogie boarding is fun way to do it. Like, okay, let's go boogie board with Jeff. And so it's easy. Yeah. It, in the summer, winter. And he realized that people like this. He got a lot of. And he, once he started doing boogie boarding, he just had so much more interest. Yeah. In it. So he's continued to do it. Yeah. And it's something that, uh, I think. I mean, we can. I think. Anyone could be skeptical who's using who or whatever. But it's. I think the bottom line is that we've gotten to the point that yeah, it's fun and this concept should be brought further into what we're doing as a whole, as a community, because we still are trying really hard to be super core and, and super hardcore, which, hey, we are body, we, everyone knows who bodyboards, how nuts it is. So, I mean, I stopped thinking like, man, do we really have to, people have to prove to themselves how nuts bodyboarders is going? Like, I mean, gosh, we'll yeah. try to kill themselves all the time on a boogie board and it's like, Man, that's yeah, that's. I did my best yesterday. Yeah, you did your best. (laughs) Do do people really need to like throw themselves over the falls of chokes into like death pits and like, you know, Brendan Newton guys back in the day? I think this is, you know, an example. Those guys were slab hunters, like Brendan Newton, like Chris James, like these really gnarly Australians. Yeah. If we just take that as a group of a collective group, these guys are just amazing humans that would just throw themselves into oblivion and they would ride waves. I mean um, their wave skills were great. Yeah 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 so That's they, great they wave riders re- yeah. great wave riders. 100%. They were been what they were doing was just a, you know really great to hey from a let's kill yourself point of standpoint and like <laughs> let's make body look like we're hardcore was insane. Yeah. But at the end of the day what was the result from that? That generation produced the, the almost, what has come from that is almost a decline in the sport. So yeah. th- what they've done, they reached the pinnacle of what bodyboarding can do in the heaviest waves, and it was insane, and I love watching it. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm such a groupie of bodyboarding, so I love watching what they're doing, but if you look at it from a stand back and look at it, you're like, well, geez, the sport went even farther down in Australia, the Soren sport is even at the lowest it's ever been, yeah. so what, well, what did effect did that achieve that achieved zero? So mm. wait, what if we go the other way? What if we try and go the exact opposite? We'll, we might have a the, a better effect. Yeah. So I mean, if I mean, if we're talking about the sport in terms of generating pop, uh, popularity, and you, you touched on the machoism fact that like, yeah, yeah. we want to be macho. We're so hardcore, and no one wants to like admit like, yeah, we go boogie boarding and go do 360s in the white water and do some rollos in the white water. Gosh, I love it. I'll go out. You know, I'm doing 360s in my in Dude. the whitewater and I have fun Like one of my shit. most fun
1: sessions on the North Shore when I was there was just at um, when we had a nice little session of V-Land you know and, yeah, and it was just so on shore. it was like two, three foot couple rolls, and it was couple just bearers. cool yeah it was, like, it was sick some
0: turns yeah. like, just... I was
1: competing against him yeah. admittedly <laughs> I was trying to get the scores but it was, he, he won but, but, it was, but yeah like, a, it, was it was a sick. fun
0: session yeah, like, it was super fun not going out to get a photo no one's taking photos no one's trying to kill themselves exactly just time on a bodyboard and and everyone's, like, you know, enjoying themselves. Yeah. And that's, like, the goal, I think, you know. And, hey, fair enough. People enjoy themselves in different ways. Like, Damien Martin, that guy is just psycho. He, he does enjoy I himself. I think he enjoys himself. He does enjoy himself going into 30-foot desk slabs. And he is, yeah. I mean, he's, some of the ways he's ridden are just incredible. And like, oh, they're iconic. Like they're he, iconic. That's his, just, that's his contribution. And and yeah. His contribution to the, the sport is what he's done. And yeah. it's he is so cool. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, the people who can relate to that, there's like five people in the world who can relate to what he's done, and like they have no idea, you know, like totally. maybe if, okay, how many people have taken off on a, you know, a 12 to 50 foot, s- just death slab closeout, there's, I mean, you can like, yeah, we can count them on a
1: couple of hands, count them on
0: a couple of hands, mm-hmm. and that who that's how many people know what he's feeling and know how, what it's like, anyone else who just goes, wow, and then turns, yeah, okay, cool now what do we do you know they're just where's my next meal
1: come from well yeah you know and i I think i learned something quite interesting on instagram yesterday with my little adventure into the rocks is that i my my following grew the the fastest i've ever seen it grow um not even with the wave i rode just the end result like, people saw that I got sliced up. Everybody's sharing pictures of me getting yeah. sliced up. The helmet's all got gouges out of it. I suddenly became a little bit hardcore in, yep. like, one hour. And the following just went... Like a 100 people went, oh, I'm going to follow this guy. He's, well, yeah, he's so, weird. Yeah. And then not even he looks with like the he's move. having
0: fun. Well, it's also too, like, it's like, oh, he looks like he's having fun. Look at this. He's got, he, look at this. He's kind of laughing about his injury. Like, yeah. okay, it's like he's, you're enjoying yourself. You weren't, there was no like cursing, no upset. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way you presented yourself is also has a huge way to do it. It's like, yeah, this is what I do. You know, friend isn't like, yeah, this is what I do. I get hurt, I fall around, and it's fun. Yeah. So you presented a fun way of looking at it. it. I mean, bit. that's the way I look at it. Like, yeah. when, you know, and then, yeah, people watch and they see your, Reverse air, and it's super cool. I was like,
1: wait till you see the reverse, then follow me. Yeah, you know, it, it, like, it, it, don't follow me on
0: the cuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's what you're, you, you made it funny. Like, I did, uh, you weren't like trying to say, Yeah, that's man, my I was fault. So gnarly I'm like, I'm a gnarly dude. I laughed like, it off. You laughed it off, and that's what made it so. Maybe enjoyable. that was like, it. Maybe that was well, it. Let's check this guy out. Because I was do tripping. I was tripping. F- I was like, These people just want to see me die. They all think you're going to do more stuff and laugh about it.
1: Okay. Too, like in, so push the limits and laugh.
0: Yeah, I think that has that a lot to do been it. it.
1: That might yeah, have so been it.
0: People want to see fun. They don't want... It, yeah, people, we all want to see death, but we'll talk about the, the funny, deathly death-defying stuff that yeah, you sure. end up laughing about. It, no no offense to anyone so, who got
1: social. involved in the socials with me through that. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it. But it was interesting for me as a little learning. I was like, sure. oh, wow, this is like what can happen if you get a few cuts and people yeah. and you laugh a bit about it and people are like oh that's entertaining yeah, exactly um, with the bodyboarding boogie boarding kind of discussion because i feel like we're getting into like a little zone there yeah. which is quite fun we're going to finish off on the we're not going to forget to finish off on the uh world champion jeff hubbard <laughs> preparation exercise wise we're going to get that in to finish off the boogie boarding thing do you think that we can get
0: the balance right I'm sure we are I mean I think we're going to get to a place where we're getting close I mean here in Eureka it's a, a crazy heavy wave yep. but it's very enjoyable to watch you see a lot of big moves and yep. uh, you know heavy things and yeah. it's people are competing and pushing the limits of what bodyboarding is today Like totally. this is a, this is it this is it this is one of the pinnacle places to do it and you know the structure's is amazing the presentation's amazing the people yeah. behind it this is first event I've been to in a long time where it actually seems like the sport has grown uh-huh. if that makes sense like as from a sport I'm not talking like participation wise yeah. I'm talking from a sport where the people doing it yeah. Have the level has risen from the people doing it like yeah. these guys have all gotten better throughout the last couple of years yeah. so that's one thing that makes a sport like uh, two is like the people behind the scenes have put more effort into it yeah. so you see the collective push making it uh, so that, yeah, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people are passionate about to make this event, yeah. a sport, look better than it has in the past. And, like, it's easy to just make something happen again and again, but to actually make it better,
1: yeah,
0: it, 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 take, it took a lot. I mean, it yeah. took a lot. Like, we, I've been here 15 this, years now. This is 15 years, and this is by far the best setup for the judges, the replays, and, the, you know, the riding, the riders, the local riders, the riders from around the world coming. Yeah. It's it's, it's you, it's see, the it's you see the level you see the top. levels yeah. it's the top it's amazing so i'm really happy to see that like wow the sport and i was and honestly i came here i didn't expect to see that I, uh-huh. straight up i did not cool. i was just like oh i'm going to Rika again it's gonna be so fun for me to surf and hang out with my friends yeah that's why i came to do a and try and do a and push myself yeah but when i come here and see that the sport has actually grown in this i mean the aspect of sport itself i'm again i'm not talking about the sport of body but i'm talking yeah. about this aspect of sporting itself has grown here uh, and this event it's really really uh, inspiring So it makes you want to surf better it also inspires you like wow we can we can actually do good things we can it's close enough that we can do good things as a sport not so far off to make the sport itself not we have always been a legitimate sport but to been like a more like you know with surfing Having so much money in it making the WSL, like, you could get to that level pretty easily without that much money. And, like, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, whoa, you know, we're close to being like, hey, as close to being as perfect as you can get, as close Mm to them. Yeah. Really close to them at this event. Like, wow. You know, there's some things that we always never had. And now, you know, you have like an instant replay system for the judges that Mm -hmm. they can view it on demand and look at waves. Like people may not, viewing may not think that's much, but as an athlete, oh, you yeah. know the judges can can replay your scores and totally. look at you and uh, judge you a little bit fairer. Mm. is is huge. Mm. You, know, you can never take out the the, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say? Well, the aspect that that ocean is so so. Uh, I'm losing the words here, but it's you can't ever tame the ocean. Yeah, and say like, oh, we're all going to get tens out there today. The tens are, yeah. but. You can't make sure the judges are fair. You can't make sure the level of riding is hmm. at its pinnacle. Yeah. The guys are pushing themselves. And, you know, you don't have you know guys that are, you, you watch a heat and you're not like oh, these guys. These guys, you know, these guys shouldn't be in the heat. You know, you're like, oh, these guys. You know, we're going to see the top twenty-four guys that are going to be in this contest. are going to be kind of ripping the balls out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be like, holy crap, this is. These guys are pushing the limits.
1: With, with that, let me quickly pause and then we'll we'll I'll quickly um, come back. we'll do a quick another clap (laughs) so yeah so to to pull this thing about the bodyboarding boogie boarding thing get. i think what you for me what you're trying to say that bodyboarding's actually working here yeah in a sense like the competition's getting better the levels rising up um i mean i think we're in a bit of a parallel universe here too though like where Chile, no, no, this is, that's, Chile that's, is a bodyboarding nation. Yeah, I mean, ahead waves, of surfing.
0: Yeah, the waves are bo- made for bodyboarding here. Yeah. The, the infrastructure here, the government's putting exactly. making this happen. So the government is making this happen. That's, yeah. that's where we all have to realize is that, you know, you couldn't have this type of event and why the resources aren't there. The nah. resources just for an event like this, the government's not going to give money. the money. Nah. There's no sponsors that can give the money that are willing to, like, donate it. Because exactly. it's a donation. It's, it's, it yeah. would have to be an absolute straight tax right off. And, hey, if you have a 501C and someone wants to, like has enough money that they can lose yeah. that they can donate it uh, and write it off in their taxes they could do it yeah. and that's about it that's the only way it can it can work in a real world otherwise you know in Europe you can find some of this to an extent there's a few governments bodies giving some money but uh, hey Australia again it's very uh, the government governments aren't really frivolous there yeah. they, 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 there's an event there and there's some events there which are awesome mm. but to get Funding to this level is yeah. really difficult. Nah, I mean, people it's like significant. they're significant, and the resources that it's taken. I mean, you see the staff here too. The, they're all bodyboarders working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something I really love. Like, you're hiring bodyboarders to like, you're paying bodyboarders to do work, and that yeah. and that and that cycle has been perpetuated throughout all Chile for many years. And you see it; yeah. and it's still grown. There's yeah. uh, you know, there's just something to that. Like you yeah. want to be paying, making sure you're paying bodyboarders to do the bodyboarding work. Exactly is keeping it within the industry.
1: So with the boogie board, bodyboard thing, like, do you think we should call this boogie boarding? Or do you think boogie boarding is this thing we use on the on the kind of the level of entry and we actually embrace it a bit more there? Like, do you think it would make any meaningful difference if we called it the World Boogie Boarding Association and we just it fully embrace it? It might,
0: fully might. Oh, you think it might? It might. It, I'm not saying it, I'm not, I wouldn't just, just uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I don't think it would... I wouldn't think it would have a negative effect. That's for sure.
1: So you think it could only possibly have a positive... A positive
0: effect. I think it only could possibly have a positive effect. And it might. It fully might. Like, I have to really think about it. But I know just if everyone really focused on boogie board, like, made sure, you know, anything else, you know, just people go boogie boarding. That's what they do Mm. when they go to the shore break and just play around. They're going boogie boarding and that's... And make it sound so fun and meaningful. Like, meaningful fun. Yeah. You know, not just like a not that they're just doing it I don't know they're just going out there on with a purpose because they're going to have fun you know mm. with that board Yeah cool
1: All right you heard it from Jeff Hubbard that's his take. Yeah um, okay I want to dive back to your uh, your regime uh, Jeff Hubbard when was the last world title that you won 2012 She's not that good 12 212 That was the famous year with Winnie uh, yeah,
0: Winnie and I going for the
1: world title Exactly at Fronton. Fronton was yeah, Fronton the final Fronton event. On the final then Okay but
0: that was your last world
1: title so you've yeah, got three of them three. in the bag right yeah
0: the first world title i won uh 2006 that was the year the competition year they called it so that yeah. even, though, even though the final pipe was held at maybe i it was january or february yeah, exactly. it was still um, i still won the 2006 world title yeah and that and that was my first world title and i remember that i very distinctly like like the work the regime i had for that was significantly different than most of the other world titles, I think. Okay. I mean, in most of other...
1: In terms like, of seriousness with seriousness, your bodyboard. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. So that was what like, were you doing? What were you prioritizing? Well, you're just, like,
0: you prioritized bodyboarding over anything. There wasn't yeah. any bodyboarding was life. There was nothing else. Zero. Uh-huh. It was just you're going bodyboarding, you're thinking about bodyboarding, you're only thinking about contests, you're thinking about how to improve yourself, Yeah. you're surfing, you're not drinking, you're just eating the right foods, trying to do the right uh, exercise routines, just doing more, you know, so you do... You, you know, I was doing a lot of Bikram yoga at that time. Okay, Bikram was, hot yoga, you know, hot that is yoga the, just to get yeah. in, to get the fitness levels, and you know, you're just constantly, you and you know, I think is that a professional athlete at that time there was maybe, there's, more money. The sport was maybe even on a little rise with the industry itself, yeah. you know, and so you're, you could have, you're treating it so professionally. You know, I was treating it like, hey, this is my profession. Like, I get paid to do this. I'm going to just put it all in. Yeah. And, I want, and my goal was, you know, if I want this goal, I, this is what I have to do. Yeah. And I just was going to just do it more than the other guy. I mean, I, I think, you know, I wrestled in high school, and I think the idea of pain and suffering equals a res, equal, will get you a result, is ingrained in wrestling. And I think that is just whatever uh, you do, it's just, hey, yeah, you have to suffer, and that's only then will you... Uh, Become victorious, uh-huh. and, and, and it's a, probably a universal wrestling theory, you know, ingrained into people's minds. There's like some crazy wrestling. So you coaches. suffered for bodyboarding yeah, to get the result. Yeah, you just know I have to suffer. I have to do harder than the other guy. I have to wake up and do more. I have to, if I want this, I have to do. be willing to go the extra mile. Like, hey, you, you lose an event, you you're you're up the next day surfing. You doesn't care how you know what 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 happened, what the waves are like. You're up, crocodile. You lost the world title. Like, I and then I guess I could. Put that into like 2012 too, like 2011, lost the world title. Okay, I was surfing fronton the next day. Mm. I, the year had not stopped for me. Yeah. I was there. Okay, what's up? What's next? I'm going. Okay, it's just I didn't stop. Like 2011 and 12 was like one whole. Year. It was two years, like one competitive year for me because I yeah. didn't stop once. I remember, and so I mean, you just push yourself. You, you know, like a lot of you hear a lot of competitors always talking about, oh, "I'm going to take a break," you know, I'll "take a break and refocus and refresh myself and come back stronger." But <laughs> sometimes you don't. There is no stopping. You just st- go from strength to strength. You just go s- get stronger. You know, I'm just saying. There's yeah, that, there's no, that, so that other, fin- other f- mentality, like you know, and it can work. Obviously, everyone's different and goes mm. two ways. But that's how some of the mentalities I took and like. So my fitness level was really was pretty good. I mean, I never, I did swimming. I did a lot of swimming that year too, like running and didn't, never did a running, but I would do swimming, remember? And like, yeah, I just remember focusing in 2006 a lot, a lot more.
1: What about that it? Was there was there personal sacrifice though? Were there significant consequences to this level of focus? Oh
0: yeah, your relationships just just yeah. Are, there is no relationship. You're just having. You're just doing you. So you Do need you.
1: to have a like. If you're in a relationship and you're chasing this kind of dream, yeah. if you want to sustain a relationship, yeah. you got to figure that out, right? Totally. Or are they exactly. incompatible?
0: Oh, well, you yeah you. I'd say they're incompatible at, at some level. You there. You have to give. There's no, you're doing all this. You have to, if you want to chase it, you have to, you have to give. Another yeah. person's giving too, the whole time. So yeah. you, Where are you going to give? Yeah. And to try and make this work. Yeah. So I mean, I, I remember like in, in 2000, uh, like, 2013, like I was, uh, that, that was like pretty impressive. Like, like we had like the tours ended, and I remember just like, oh, this is kind of like. It just stopped. You know, I remember in 2012 I was the world champ, in 2013 I was like second in the world. Ben and maz were tied for first, That's and then, right, and then yeah. it just then it just stopped. It, it, like in June, the contest finished, there's no other contest, so you're just like this wait, is when
1: the IBA just, boom. just
0: died. And you're waiting. You know, I was in Fronton, went to train early to Fronton. There's going to be this last event, and I'm in Fronton. They just can't just call it off. I was like, you know, you're like, oh well, shoots. And you're like life, then you're okay. Life's on. You just like turn, you know, and I think for me, like, I really started my uh, have a different life from that point on because I was like, well, she's, I can't count on this, this industry and like, to be, you know, I just started Hubboards and I was like funding myself, which was great, and I was super comfortable with that, but I was like, well, hey, there's not going to be money in bodyboarding from events. Well, she's, yeah, I'm just going to put my put some put some of this energy that I'm putting into bodyboarding into a relationship, and I. You know i had my had met my wife during that 2013 year so it was really uh-huh. it was really nice that the thing stopped because i was able to have have a relationship begin yeah. a relationship and uh since then it's sustained and i i mean in some of the things you you find like hey you know if you win if you if i had won a certain event at that stage maybe if i had won pipe that year instead of got second to Ben, like it's just like over like one wave choice basically in that event you know like oh i just went for Heavy. one wrong move and i would have won the or like just something simple like a super and like oh that I probably wouldn't have had a relationship that year I would have totally just been yep I'm all in on this world title like just and you're talking about having a life over points it's really interesting you're like yeah you start to really think about that at, at that stage like oh I would have I know what I would have done and what I was going to do and like well and since that didn't happen I was able to like you know I knew the IBA was in shambles so I was like able to like yeah put a lot of focus on the relationship and it was really nice and that it was able to sustain me for a while and I was able to like yeah it was hey I'm gonna take some time off 2014 I'm gonna I knew I was like oh I'm really enjoying this relationship yeah so I don't need to bodyboarding's kind of the sport of it's you know disarray there's no guarantee it's gonna be around let's try and you know something else is really exciting so let's make sure I put my energy into that
1: it's super interesting to hear this because for me it's like I just hear alarm bells in my mind you know I'm like wow so the way you've described it is that it's practically impossible to sustain a meaningful relationship on equal terms if you're chasing a thing like a world title and is that a is that a consequence of because i mean other people who chase world titles in other sports look at mcmahonie same thing yeah right you think you say the attribution is similar like yeah the the focus
0: you know, he doesn't share his personal life too much, and I'm not one yeah. to share it. I don't know Mick, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar. Yeah,
1: you see the same parallels. I see the same with parallels.
0: You. you know, you see all the, you know, all the guys. Everyone has to sacrifice more than their, you know.
1: So in many ways. Like the decline of bodyboarding on the competitive level
0: was a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's comfort- what for you, yeah. For my relationship, I have a daughter, I have a wife. I'm just so stoked with life. Life yeah. is great. Like I'm super happy where I'm at, and like, and uh, going for. Uh, and my brand you know i'm able to put more emphasis in that yeah. so it's really really cool so
1: for you though then i mean the obvious question people ask all the time and this is one of the things about bodyboarding particularly with someone like you i think ryan hardy also falls into this category band player too winnie um you're not going to do another world title run
0: it's you gosh i asked myself that i'm like okay i come here and it's like well the sports looks like it's better and then you're like okay well how much would but it you're take? you're not going to sacrifice no, no, yeah, all the exactly. good stuff. Yeah, you're like, how much would it take? Yeah, you get a photo of your daughter and you're like, oh, she's why, what am I sacrificing? Why, I could not, I know the answer. There's no, it's a no. It's a no. I, yeah. It's a no. There's, in the bodyboarding, it's current state. It's a no. If, hey, I'd have to bring my family on the ride with me. Yeah. And even then, even then, so your family's on the this competitive journey with you. Uh-huh. It is, it's fun, but it's not easy for them. No. Nah. They're, they're not. Hanging how in much a raker, it's not going
1: to f- be that much like, fun for uh, them.
0: Yeah, you know, there's only so much... It's not a vacation for them.
1: There's only so many empanadas you can eat. Yeah,
0: and and (laughs) chasing, you know, looking at the seashore. I mean, it's not just not a conducive environment raising a raising a having a healthy marriage and raising a child it's just not it's just like hey if, that's just if what the it sport is. did
1: have that um because you know there is a lot of talk about and i'm not trying to plant any seeds oh, yeah. or undermine anything the apb does but we do talk about like how do we make this more sustainable it's a constant discussion we yeah. always have but i mean if the sport was kind of one of the things we've spoken about basically we had a meeting in chile last week and the idea of this kind of one bigger world title event like at pipeline and you'd probably qualify and build your ranking through these ones. And then if you wanted to just rock up a pipe and, and have a go from the very first heat, you could still be world champion at one event. I mean, that would be a different story for you i imagine where you should sure. actually yep. you could actually lead towards that one event but it's, yep. the, it's the nature of a tour of multiple, multiple events
0: tours over the whole year yeah. i mean the this self the sacrifices
1: south, you're they are not it, sacrifices you're gonna make
0: no it's just not like south american leg this year what six to seven weeks seven weeks i think on the Crazy. road i mean it's just you can't do that one one is unaffordable for a bodyboarder yeah uh i mean and even a family traveling for seven oh. weeks Crazy, in, even in even if it's your job, those Instagram families that go in and take photos of themselves <laughs> going on locations, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, no, it's so Instagram funny. The families, they they they, yeah. even that seven weeks for them would be Metal. too much. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you can't do it for your family. I mean, Interesting. Uh, and yeah, it's like I said, it's not something I'm willing to sacrifice, but I am willing to, you know, body put my you know put my life online and bodyboard still like go yeah, off heavy waves and like and go and surf, you know you know, why am I sure break pipe here, come here. You know, yeah. I'm still like all in in those scenarios. where just like, but cause this I is love the challenge,
1: though, And this is what's really hard for the sport. And I think, I feel sorry for the guys. Cause you know, when Kelly Slater is a good example, when he wasn't on tour, remember he had the, the wilderness yeah. years. Every single person who won a world title during that period, never really won the full world title. Cause the best guy in the world wasn't there, yeah. you know? And I think that frustrated both the individuals who won their titles. Cause that must've been really it, hard, it, right? It is. And I, the mainstream goes, yeah, but Kelly wasn't there.
0: For sure. Every victory I've, you know, a lot of the victories I've had, the special ones are when you're winning it against the toughest guy. You know, you're like, fuck yeah. Like Galarami is, I surfed against Galarami at pipe and I, and Mike and I beat those guys yeah, at pipe. Like, that's what yeah, there's no, Pff, I surfed against Ben at pipe. And you know what I mean? Those yeah. kind of scenarios where you're like, ah, I surfed against the best guys in the world. There's no one better than in the world. Uh, out there at this break and i but beat him bodyboarding has a
1: huge problem at the moment with that because you're still ripping and ben's yeah. still ripping yeah, ben, ben, and hardy's still ripping. still ripping yeah when we rollins is out there they're rollins still ripping yeah we're still so, but we've got this problem that we've we got this kelly slater problem with that the asp had at the time i think where
0: and it's almost i would say it's bigger it's a bigger problem because it's not just kelly like, like you pointed out, yeah, it's not just guys. It's, it's not like just, five it's not guys. just me. It's like a lot of guys really yeah. rip, and people always measure that. They do. But, like the public does this. They well, do. It it. Does it I don't do it. Like
1: I don't. I do I, it. I'm know. here, and I'm just like yeah. I know that all the guys here. Like for we'll sure. see how you go in this no, event. but I got like, a foregone know. conclusion that you're going to win it. No, I reckon you're sure. going to put in a good I, show. Yeah, I just
0: want to put in a good show. Exactly. Hey, winning would be a great. Of course. Bring home some money. Of course. Do something for the brand. But like that's, you know, that's the motivation. But like at the end of the day, I know like hey, there's some guys here that. That I'm like, I'm confident to say like, that guy is better than me. I'm no, yeah. I'm, I'm. Hey, it, it's painful. Yeah. For sure, it's painful to any the ego. There's the ego. We're all bodybuilders. We're all competitive. We're not. You know, what I mean, we're all humans. Yeah. We're not bodybuilders. We're humans. There's ego involved with everything. But yeah. there's, a couple guys that I know. If I paddled out on the, at a at a wave, like, he's probably better than me. But hey, I have a chance to beat him. Of course. I know I could beat him. But hey, I know this guy is probably. Uh, a more talented individual at this moment in his life than I am. You know, I, I'm okay We'll to let say, the I'm audience okay decide that.
1: on that one. I think we'll and let You decide. I'm not going to say
0: who, who these guys are. I mean, you guys, everyone has their favorite body borders, and yeah. that's what's great. I'm not planting these seeds on who's the best. I yeah. I have, I know who I, I like watching and yeah, who sure. I appreciate who's surfing. I really appreciate. Sure.
1: Okay, well that's interesting. I mean, is there a part of you that it, it doesn't seem like it's a battle here. I'm trying to get into your mind here yeah. but like, is there a is there a little twist of the blade in the heart that you have that you recognize you're not willing to sacrifice the family and the and the relationships or put them on yeah. the line for a world title is there a part of you that's still there going like ah I want to go and win 100% Yeah yeah
0: I mean and it's a personal it's a personal battle I mean I think that's that's the main thing it's a personal battle like yeah I want I'm going to I want to do this can I do this it's I think when you get to an older stage, it's uh, it's more like a triathlete. I think that's why older people are better triathletes in that sport is because they're, they're competing against themselves. They're yeah. barely ever competing against the guy next to them. They're competing True. against mentally, can I do this? Yeah. And how fast can I do it? They're pushing their own time. Yeah. It's not like a time, oh, i got to beat this guy. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to beat this time. And if I do this time, you know, hey, maybe if the other guy beats that, does his best time and beats my time, cool. But if I beat my time, I won. Like, yeah, that's their yeah, goal. Yeah. And that's, I think, the goal as you get older is you're just trying to personally better yourself mm-hmm. you realize that you know being better than the other guy it's 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 kind of a frivolous task you know you're fighting you're fighting youth you're fighting yeah. a bunch of other things you know you're fighting hey these guys maybe that's all they do is bodyboard I yeah. don't just bodyboard everyday yeah. you know so I'm but I want to I come here to a place like a Rico or Fronton or Pipe and I want to I want to win mm-hmm. and I'm just pushing myself to see how I can do that
1: I'm. Uh, I, I would agree that a part of me is also realistic. Of like, I just want to do. You know, I know for me the major thing is I just want to do something memorable here. That's my little goal. Yeah. Like, if I do something rad and and I get that kind of kudos, yeah. where guys go, yeah. "Fuck, he's still got it." Yeah. Like he can still do some of those things. I'm just like, yeah, fucking. I, well, I, you know, I already did something. You did, did, it. did it. it. But like, it's like, that's kind of my the way I approach these events. But I have to admit the other side is, I just want to beat fucking Jared Houston. That's yeah, who yeah, I want to be, yeah, I know, like, you and know. I want that man-on-man heat again. And I, I want it a few times. I want to, yeah. I've had a, <laughs> I've had a few of them, and I've lost all of them. And that is my singular no, person I, I want it. to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, know. like and if that's... I can have a heat with Jerry and I can give him a good run and win that heat, I will be the happiest guy so this year. Yeah, man.
0: you're just gonna you're gonna come up claiming it. Yeah, like,
1: you,
0: like that's your win. That's I won't pretend
1: win. like I'm better than him, but I'll be like. I got him yeah. I wanted to get him Yeah, yeah. That's sick. so I admit that
0: I like that joke. that's sick you guys heard it first I know. yeah exactly he exactly. probably says it every podcast I'm going to beat him I, I don't
1: yeah I don't um, I don't good. hold back on that one and he knows it too yeah, so I that's know. good I'm
0: well aware of that, that <laughs> one well, well look
1: I think we've Josh. just had a really good podcast we'll see how the video went we had a few ups and downs with the video but let's see how that all goes but the audio is sweet um, good luck in the heat you too. Good luck. I think um,
0: have a good time. Let's put on yeah, the show for the,
1: I was the watching, viewers. I was watching our heat in um, in 2003 at the Chopu Comp when we were in the sessions with me, you, Rollins, and uh, Cedric Dufois. And that was yeah. when you did that sick invert yeah, out of the a ball. S- a and I remembered s- that. Was and I was great. like, yeah, that was a fun heat. That was, that was yeah, cool. We were
0: pumping waves. Pumping. Good guys in it. and yeah. Yes.
1: So it would be good to get a heat with you again. And
0: Yeah, we might have yeah. one. We don't know the heat draws. So yeah,
1: we. but don't worry. I'm not going to be too aggressive. It's just, Jared, I'll be really aggressive with you. You're safe.
0: Awesome guys, thanks for listening. Um if you end up sending in questions to Josh, I had a great time chatting with him and uh hope you enjoyed it. Thanks guys. Cool. Thanks, Hubbard. Thanks, Josh.
1: So that there was Jeff Hubbard. Covered a lot of different topics in that podcast episode. It was a bloody long one, so you probably took a few sittings to get through it little bit of feedback. Um, if you feel like these podcasts should maybe be stuck to like a 30-minute maximum or one-hour maximum, let me know. i like to get the feedback. It's always good. want to deliver a good experience to you, the listener. Um, there's a plenty more episodes in the vault. I'm going to be getting through them, and I will be looking for more and more interviews whilst I'm cruising through Europe for the Cintra Pro and the Fronton King. So feel free to hit me up. Uh, on the DM about any riders that you want to see featured, uh, any questions you want for them,
0: I'm all ears. Thanks again for listening and for all the support.